Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 197. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig, with new glasses that apparently reflect my computer screen a lot worse than I thought. Or at least, so it looks like on Zoom. So hopefully that's not annoying. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, everyone's watching it like... The fuck? Yeah, it's like, what, what is going on? <laughs> They're, all pro- they're also probably like, what the fuck is going on? It's been literally months. I think this is the yeah, longest. Yeah, it took a, a little bit longer of a break than we thought. Yeah. Uh, this is the longest time I think we had a gap in everything since like 2019 or 2018. Like right before COVID, we had a very long gap. That was like two to three months, I think. I can't remember why. But then like COVID hit and that's when we started getting like full on weekly. And we we're like knocking yeah. things out nonstop. Um, but yeah, we're here, we're back, kind of, a little bit. There's a lot to explain. I guess first off, uh, this is Sutra Side Talk. What we, we do, we, uh, we talk, what we watch and play, pretty much, and, uh, we are inching closer and closer, ever so, ever so slowly, to our 200th episode. Which, you know, by now we should have already done <laughs> everything. Yeah. Like, we should already have finished it by now and everything else. But uh, a lot of things have been happening. Uh, a lot of things are happening outside of the show, in the show, sort of. Um, there's a lot to explain. Uh, besides explaining what the show is, which we've done now. Because uh, it's been also forever. I'm, like, trying to make sure I remember how everything yeah. goes to. I'm like, is this what I say? What's uh, the usual intro? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is this episode is Barbenheimer. Uh, very, very, very late, but we're doing it. Um, I was considering skipping it, but you wanted to continue with it. We decided to scrap yeah. our other planned episodes because they were also outdated. But because this is Barbenheimer, um, we'll just do this one and then probably yeah. move on to I the I figured others. even though it's like a little bit late to the game, it was like such a cultural phenomenon that it still like would be worthwhile to do a Barbenheimer episode. Yeah. Plus, cons- we got super lucky. We got to see Barbie in, like, Dolby, which we thought it was going to be, like, just gone because... It left and came back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. TMNT came out. And I guess that wasn't nearly as popular as Barbie was. Or so they Oppenheimer. Were just like, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, we're doing Barbenheimer. Um, we originally had plans to do, like, TMNT and also, like, Iki Island for Ghost of Tsushima, but for now, like, if we do Iki Island, it's not going to be here. And if we, uh, we're not doing TMNT anymore, just because that's way too old as well. Even though it came out after these two, it's like, it's not at, it was good, but it wasn't like phenomenal, yeah. big, like, internet. I had a lot sensation. of fun watching it. I saw it two times in theater, but yeah, like, it's been a while. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess what to talk about first. Um, should we talk about the show first or the stuff outside of the show in real life first? uh let's see the show stuff first okay so the show's ending <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna annoy the shit out of you and not get to 200 yeah we're no we're gonna <laughs> the show the show is ending at 200 so 200 is going to be our final episode uh it isn't the end of our shows we decided to go in a different direction so this is a long time coming I was trying to figure out, like, is everything the way I want it to be for this show right now? We have basically, like, 
four different mediums practically in one show. It's like we have movies, we have TV, we have anime, we have gaming in one show. And it's just like, okay, you know, that could be a little overwhelming and kind of hard to get a specific audience to watch that. It's not like like every episode is like an hour and a half to two hours long. Yeah. And it's not like Sutra Sidewatch where that was specific to like a type of film. And it's not like Cut of Steel where that was specific to just DC. So those had like full on purposes up to it, down to it. You know, that was just its own fucking off the rail shit. Uh, And I was trying to figure out like, well, what do I want to do with this? And we were discussing it and I'm like, do we even want to consider maybe ending everything altogether? And that was a consideration, but we decided not to do that. Uh, And then (laughs) I'm not saying that might happen now later on, but I'm like, you know, depending on how things go, which I'll explain afterwards, uh, there is a chance like we'll have less and less, but it, it really all depends. Uh, the plan right now is, which I haven't had time to even work on it, is we're going to pretty much reboot the show in like multiple different directions. So probably I'm if, if everything goes the way I'd like it to and I have enough time to go through it, uh, it would basically be like the start of 2024. January will be rebooting. And instead of Sutra Side Talk, we'll probably shelve Sutra, Sutra Side Talk. Uh, Sutra Side Watch will be kind of like taking the flagship stance for the most part. Uh, and it's being reworked. So if you guys know, like previously, uh, we went through like two, almost... I'd say a year and a half, like we, the second year kind of fell apart, but it was like Brandon Blockstorff and I doing Sutra Side Watch, and we talked specific films, like each month was a theme, and I decided to reboot it, and I told him, like, hey, I'm changing the direction of the show, and what's going to happen now is James and I are going to head up Sutra Side Watch, and instead, that's going to be our new, like, what we watch show, and... I'd like to do like older movies and stuff, but l- for now we're gonna try to just keep up with what's currently coming out. And the way Sutra Sidewatch is gonna work is it'll be film and television specifically, just cause we don't want it too wide. So we're cutting out anime. Uh, so we're not, we're just not covering anime anymore. It, it's just gonna be easier that way. So it's just gonna be film and television in Sutra Sidewatch and that's it. Uh, we'll probably do this show uh, and it'll be usually like, you know, one show or one movie per episode. And the goal is to do it twice a month. Uh, and then Cut of Steel will also be its own show still. But also the, the, the goal with these is they're not just like, you know, you get the Sutra Side Talk channel and you subscribe to it on, uh, subscribe to it on whatever platform you're listening to. And then like all the shows appear there. That's why it's harder to find certain things because like you want that just that one show and it's like in a genre that's way too broad. So what I'm going to try to do, which it's going to cost more money, is Suture Sidewatch will have its own channel. So you just look for Suture Sidewatch specifically. Cut of Steel will have its own channel. You'll get that one specifically because it's relaunching too. Uh, we're probably going to relaunch it like starting over but with all the old episodes so like i'm gonna probably kind of pad it out and put a few episodes in the beginning and then kind of like weekly release or a little bit longer depending on how long we want to take it for 
Uh, and I know it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm really listening to the old stuff, but like, it's just easier that way. And uh, it'll at least give us a, t a chance to like get everything else ready to go. Uh, so if we do launch any of those before 2024, it'll probably be cut of steel just to like start getting those older episodes out because they're already done. And all I have to do is just re pretty much like promo them and be like, hey, look, these are out again and that kind of thing. And yeah. it'll be available and whatnot. Um, so that'll still be based on DC stuff. That'll be monthly. And the goal is to like, we're going to still do weekly stuff. It's just going to be different shows. So like the goal is like, like I said, suit your side watch twice a month. Cut of Steel will be one of those other uh, weeks. And then the fourth week will be a new show called Suture Side Play, if this works out. And the way Suture Side Play will work is it is a pretty much what we play show. And it'll be like, we'll talk one or two games every month that we're playing. It depends. It's going to be like, oh, are we playing the same game? We can talk about that. Or if we are both playing two separate games, it'll be easier just to throw both on there and talk about both yeah. of them in that one episode, that kind of thing. It'll usually be games we're pretty much done with, or at least if I'm done with it, I'm going to talk about it. James, I don't know, because he likes to go I never finish game anything. to game. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was... I'll play in Starfield now, and I feel like that's going to take me, like, fucking forever. And I'm, I'm... There's too many games right now. I'm not finishing anything. Yeah. I'm trying to get through Tears of the Kingdom, because I'm closest to that. I actually haven't been playing anything. At all, I just haven't had time. Uh, it's been That's really fair. difficult. No. So oh, there's a bunch of shows and shit to watch too. So it's like, I was literally joking with my coworkers the other day. It's like there's too much shit to do. I haven't read a book in a year. I haven't read a book. I don't even want to say when the last time I read a book. Yeah, I just keep bringing it on trips and I never touch it. And I'm like, fuck. My poor kid. My poor Kindle's like, feed me. Oh, I got rid of feed mine. me electricity. I'm dying. I never used my. I had mine for years and never. I was like, fuck. I never uh. used this thing because I, I read physical books and I was like, I'm just not going to use this. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan is to have those three shows. So side play is monthly, cut of steel is monthly, side watch is every other week, uh, pretty much. And if everything works well, we'd launch that at the start of 2024. And in the meantime, like the rest of this year, we're trying to like wrap up Sutra Side Talk. And because actually it's not, we're not able to do weekly anymore. We're just not. It's, I've been traveling a lot and I mean, like. I was gone for two weeks and I'm about to be gone for two weeks again, starting Tuesday. Right now it's Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't even had time to be here and I can't really take all my equipment with me and record it on and like a laptop. I don't think you want to be like doing Zoom like episodes on our phones. Yeah, no, no. So our next episode is probably not going to come until like, I don't even know if we're lucky. I'm not even joking. If we're lucky October, because I'm coming yeah, maybe next month. <laughs> Yeah, um, it'll be October, and November, and then we'll have two more episodes basically for sure in November and December. Um, Maybe I'll play another Resident Evil game and, play, and talk about that again. God, no, seems we'll to be a, a running theme for the last few years. But uh, most likely uh, the, the final three episodes after this are going to be like Ahsoka, The Witcher. And when I say The Witcher, like, sorry, there's like a fly in here. It's killing me. Yeah. Uh, the the new season of the show that I keep forgetting even exists. Yeah, and if we have time within it, like I uh, we're gonna try to talk about like the Blood Origin show and um, what's it called the the I know I watched Wolf the animated show. I haven't watched the movie that yeah like 
Nightmare of the Wolf. No that's the that's like. the animated movie called. Yeah. yeah. So the animated movie with Nightmare of the Wolf. So we'll talk about those three things, um, and we'll see which one we'll do first uh, between those two. Like I said, like we have, it's gonna be a little bit of time, but those two, and then the final episode. I'm not sure what we'll do yet. If by some miracle we both finished Spider Man Two when that comes out, we could talk about that as the final yeah. episode. It doesn't sound like it's too long. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe. It just depends if we both if we both finish it, then yes. If not, yeah. we'll see what else. Because uh, there's still plenty of other shows and other crap or whatever. Um, but yeah, Spider Man's probably going to be one of those games where like I drop literally everything and I just play that every day after work. Yeah. And then depending on how things go, to uh, I've been wanting to really try to monetize the show uh, just because I'd like it to. I'm not trying to make a profit. I'm literally trying to not lose money. Yeah, no, I mean, it'd be cool if we set up a Patreon and it at least pays for itself. That yeah. That would be nice. The goal is literally just to break even. So if we're doing this, we're at least not losing anything doing it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, everything from uh, the license for Pro Tools cost, which is what I use to edit. Um, Zoom costs money. Audacity costs money. I mean, not Audacity. Um, Podbean, they did, uh, where the show gets distributed. Not to mention, if I'm doing multiple channels, it's going to cost like three times the amount. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be even more expensive. So the goal is to do pod, uh, Patreon if we can, and also ads uh, in non-Patreon shows. So we'll see how it goes. I'm still trying to figure out the tiers. Uh, I think they'll be pretty fair. I mean, like, it just depends on how much you want to throw down. Um, but, like, I'd say, like, the highest thing is going to be, like, 20 bucks. And I, I, I'm honestly going into it thinking no one's going to pick the $20 tier. Like, I don't think anyone would do that. I'm going in thinking people will Maybe take, like... Day. But Maybe ten dollars or that. less or something, yeah. uh, but we'll just see how it goes. Um, and we'll explain tiers probably when I have more of an idea of it if it's going to happen for sure. Because the only issue with Patreon is it comes with more of a consistency, and I can't always promise we're going to be as consistent as I'd like us to be. I think we could still try, and I you know I'd like to do um, bonus shows. For a Patreon exclusive, like kind of thing, like yeah. I have an idea of literally three new shows just for Patreon that would basically be each one would be like a quarterly show, and they rotate like each month. So one month, every three months, it's going to be one of those three shows inside. So month one of three is like show A, month two of uh, this area is show B, and then month three is show C, uh, and that kind of thing. So you'd get like each show four times a year out of those three shows. Um, but we'll just see how it goes. Um, that's at least the plan. And this all takes time, which is why I'm like, you know, 2024 is when we're going to have to do it. Otherwise, like right now, it's just kind of crazy. And I think, is there anything else we wanted to talk about for the show, James? I, I can't remember if there's no, anything. No, it about it. Like, you know, uh, Patreon uh, splitting up our show into the, like individual shows. Um. Uh, that seemed like the most important parts. Yeah. Okay. And the goal is like, it's pretty much me. Like, it'll still be the two of us for all these shows. I think depending on which ones we might have guests on, depending on yeah. like if it matches, but we're not like, I don't think we're going to go out of our way like crazy where I'm trying to search for guests anymore. It's just going to be like, hey, it's us. If you like us, cool. If you don't, well, you know, yeah. you don't have to be here. Don't waste your time. Um, but as for what's going on in real life, James, if you want to start, because mine is longer than yours for sure. Yeah, no, mine's just kind of like same business as usual. Just been super busy at work. 
trying to keep up with like my gym schedule and stuff, but like haven't been super consistent recently. But uh, uh, yeah, same old, same old for the okay. most part. So for me, um, things have been pretty hectic for the most part. Like I'll I'll say right now, I've been I don't even know if I told you guys I've been uh, substitute teaching uh, since April, I guess. Um, yeah, like before the right before the end of last school year i think yeah and i have been at like the school i used to go to since i was a kid and that's why i kind of like i stuck with it for a while and the whole thing with that was i planned on doing it until i got a job closer to my career uh and i was (laughs) this year this new school year started i was like the middle school pe teacher and it was it was a good time you know i enjoyed time with like depending on which class of kids it was they they know who they are who (laughs) the upstarts um but uh i had a a good time with it i really did enjoy it and my last day for it at least for the time being if not forever i don't really know most likely for the time being or most likely forever sorry uh it was this past friday today is once again sunday october 1st it is literally the first day of october right now when we're recording this but I'm done with that job because I'm switching jobs. I got a job more in line with my career. Uh, I can't say, or I don't want to (laughs) say, I guess I could say, I don't want to say what it is yet uh, just because I want to see how it goes first with everything. Um, All I will say is like, at least for now, like I've been, things have been busy because with school, uh, I changed my entire sleep schedule, like being a teacher. So waking up early, going to sleep early and everything else like that weekends become became much more um coveted and because of that i got a lot more busy and and with that too like i just had no motivation to record i was just like it's too much i'm just trying to get what i can done in this weekend i don't want to add more to it and that was that's honestly the long story short of it uh and then like pretty much like the last two weeks or so i was in seattle for a wedding i was in portland for rose city comic-con so i was in like washington and oregon for the most part, uh, this Tuesday I'm flying out for this new job uh, to Florida, to Orlando, and um, I'll be there from the third through the fourteenth. So that's why we can't record for a lot of October, and then I'll be uh, back for a little bit, and then gone again like the twenty fifth of October through like November third or second or something. I think November third, uh, just going on a different trip. Uh, to like SoCal. So that's why everything is just kind of crazy. I'm traveling a lot, uh, whether it's for business or pleasure. Uh, and that's why the show's like, okay, we have one episode coming out in the beginning of October. If we can get a second episode in mid-October, that'll be cool. Otherwise, two to three episodes throughout November and December. Uh, the other thing is there is a chance I might have to move. And with that, you know, that's going to take also a lot of time and figuring things out, which means I won't have any time for this show during that time when I'm doing that. Um, So we'll see how that goes, too. And yeah, that's why pretty much everything's busy for me. Once I like am more settled in and things seem much more like concrete, everything's for sure and everything else, then I'll be like, oh, I'm. I blah, blah, blah on at blah, blah, blah. And I can at least maybe say that a little bit or something. We'll see. Yeah. Or I might not. You don't want to like say yeah. anything that might like 
rock the boat or anything. Or I just like be like, I'm never saying what I am. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know. Um, this becomes like a running joke in the shows. Yeah. I mean, if I guess if Scott Bromley could say he works at Lucasfilm when he's doing the comedy button, I should be able to say what I'm doing. It's like, that's fair. Yeah. I just don't want it to be like, I mean, everything we say here is fine, but it's just, what if someone's just like, fuck you. And it's like, screws me over. And I'm like, I lost the job, but I highly yeah. doubt that would happen. But like, yeah. So, uh, that's why everything's kind of crazy and everything else. But also, depending on how this job, here's the thing. Depending on how busy this job keeps me and how much time I have to, like how much time I have to put into it, what's going on over there when it's happening, will determine how many shows we're gonna do, how if like what's gonna happen with the Patreon with ads in the show, and the durate like the consistency of the shows as well as just like, um is it going to be weekly in terms of like the shows rotating through and everything else so we won't know until i'm like more settled into that kind of thing until then like it's just kind of like all right well we'll see how this all goes um we'll we'll play it by ear and see like how both our schedules line up yeah um but i think that's pretty much everything um otherwise like it's just been crazy like uh everything i have is breaking uh, whether it's dress <laughs> shoes, regular shoes, I have to buy like literally I have to buy new dress shoes, running shoes, slash workout shoes, casual, just like shoes. I'm going to wear to like anything on in general. I need like multiple pairs. Um, it's it's actually kind of crazy how everything's breaking, um, among other things, too. But it's just a lot of last minute stuff I'm doing right now. We're lucky we're able to record, honestly, today. It's kind of yeah. crazy. We planned uh, to do it yesterday, but I had like a wicked headache. So I was like, I. I can't yeah <laughs> give me one more day but i think that's everything uh, i hope you guys got all the information you needed out of that and whoever's wanted to listen because i don't really know it's like you know compared to when there's a giant gap people might have may have unsubscribed people don't know what's going on um i will say s- anything like me i just i never unsubscribe from shit and I just eventually i'll get another episode be like oh yeah that show yeah it's like oh my god it reappeared holy shit uh, I will say, like, uh, I'll try to make it as visible as possible. Like, I won't take down the Sutra Side Talk channel until these other shows have safely launched. So I can at least say, like, hey, these are the shows. In the show notes, you can see the names of them. You'll be able to find them all. Uh, and that way, you can be directed to them. Because obviously, we have to, once we have three new shows... We have to rebuild everything from the ground up again. Yeah. And with the Patreon, you have to rebuild it from like build that from the ground up. So everything has to be built from the ground up. So that's what's going to be pretty crazy about it all and probably a little hectic. Uh, but I know so many other companies probably do like multiple shows and everything else like look kind of funny and whatnot. Um, even though we're not really a company, we're just it's like a yeah two guys. <laughs> just uh, two guys having fun talking about uh, stuff they care about. Yeah. So yeah that's all of it and i guess with that said we can just get into our barbenheimer double feature that we wanted to talk about yeah. starting with oppenheimer and if you'd like since i've been talking Saw this like whole time in the morning oh yeah let's okay let's explain that first so oppenheimer was a not fun time to try to get tickets for every like, time i've never seen a movie ha- like with this much demand for tickets yeah and the, the the reason also i mean for us because it was so hard like you could probably go into the theater and see it 
I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. that's fair. But we were trying to watch it in IMAX, which is what everyone yeah. else was trying to do. So because of that, every single time I kept checking for like the week of or something, it'd be like sold out, and I'm like, oh my god, like what's going on here? And so finally, I just said screw it, and I looked, and you know we have the Metreon here, which has like one of the best IMAX theaters in the country. It's and one of so, the few like true IMAX screens yeah. in the Bay Area. It's not like one of those like fake IMAX. Like it's like, oh, we yeah. just made, converted the theater in IMAX. It's like, no, this is like the one that could do every single thing you can do on an IMAX theater kind of thing. Yeah, the and actual just, like the correct aspect ratio screen and everything. Yeah. couldn't. It, it's like we have two. We have another theater that has like a built in one and it's like not that big. And then you go into the Metreon and you're like, there's yeah. literally a giant size difference with these theaters. You're literally just like, how do they call the other one IMAX? It's not even the same thing. It's it's kind of crazy how that works. But yeah. uh, I kept looking and I finally found it. The one showtime we could go to that wasn't sold out or didn't have only front row seats to choose from in that IMAX theater. Because it's like, you never want to see. I don't want to get exploded. In, in the first row of that theater. <clears throat> Especially... It's- one with nuclear bad. bombs being like, like, I'm yeah. just like, nah. Uh, the memes for that, too, is hilarious. <laughs> it's just like the one guy in front just turned into a skeleton. He's just dead. <laughs> yeah, just gone. Uh, I found one showtime on a Saturday at 8.15 a.m. That was it. And we got, yeah. like, good seats for that. And we were, like, pretty good seats. It wasn't, like, the best seats. We could, like, it was still, like... We got it before it sold out. Was the kind of thing we were lucky we got to the it. Screen than I'd like, but it's it was like definitely not the worst experience I've ever had in an IMAX. Yeah, so we did it, and I'm like, cool, awesome. That means we have to get up at like six something and go watch this movie. Yeah, because they don't do in the cre- morning uh, previews for that movie. Or they, they weren't. Yeah, they were like, it pretty much starts promptly at 8.15. Yeah. Zero previews. You're just getting in there. So we're like rushing in. Um, It was insane. And so like for Barbie, uh, we were trying to get some good tickets for it. And it was like, we, we wanted, it was in Dolby Cinema. It's like, cool. Like there was no chance Barbie would get IMAX. So it's like Barbie's in Dolby Cinema, Oppenheimer's in IMAX. It kind of like works out perfectly for them both. And... Barbie like went out for a second and Team and T went in. I'm like, damn it, all right. And then it went out and Barbie went back in. I'm like, oh my god, perfect, yeah, perfect. Got it. And there's like a two hour gap in between the movies that gives us enough time to one eat food because we're gonna be starving yeah. after Oppenheimer because we barely had time to get in there without like Dude, we movie, couldn't even buy food really to get. We in there. literally got there with like two minutes to spare and I yeah. just like ran into the bathroom and like ran into the theater. Uh, so we can get food and also we can kind of decompress after watching a movie about making nuclear bombs and like communism scares and all this other crap and then switch to a completely different movie that's like oh my god it's barbie so it's like okay yeah two hours is a good amount of time to just kind of like we need it we really need two hours otherwise if we go in back to back who knows how we're just gonna be like (gasps) just like emotional whiplash without like resetting our brains a little yeah it's like aren't you having fun at the barbie movie and you're just like yes man yeah sure humanity's terrible though (laughs) yeah so we saw Oppenheimer oh when we were watching it in like the first 30 minutes maybe 15 minutes 30 minutes I'm not too sure there was a guy next to me I'm like James sitting on left side I'm sitting on the right side guy right of me is 
like nonstop shaking his leg in the beginning. And it's like 8.15 in the morning. This man's shaking his leg. I'm feeling the whole thing vibrate. And I'm just like, if he's not going to do this whole movie, I don't, I don't deal with this, you know? And then he proceeds packed IMAX theater. 8.15 in the morning. Pulls out his phone. I saw that too. And I was Brightness like, is like mid-level. Man just starts like scrolling. He's not like doing anything. He's just like looking at stuff. And I'm looking over and I'm just like, I'm just shocked. I'm like, dude. Why are you even here, man? What are you doing? And so, you know, I know like there's two types of people. There's multiple types of people in the theater. There's the ones that will basically be passive aggressive, not even like do anything about it, but they just kind of give looks and they're like, oh, and they just deal with it the whole time. There's people that'll be like not even sitting next to them and they just see like a light in the front. They're like, hey, hey, you shut that off. And it's like. There's times when you could do that, and there's times when you're like, yo, don't do that, though. Um, and then there's people that just, like, kind of take care of it, I guess, uh, that are like, if you're right next to it. And I was like, I will elect option C. So I slowly lean over to him, and I look at him, and he looks over to me, and I smooch him. No, but I look at him, and I just kind of I, I get close to him, and I'm like, hey, you could do that outside. And he just puts everything away. And I just like go back and I'm like, yeah, like what the? it is 8.15 in the morning. I did not come here on a Saturday at 8.15 in the morning to deal with you going on your phone because you're, I don't even know what you, what you're thinking right now. Like what you yeah, have in your like, mind. Why'd you even sign on? up you for like a three okay? hour movie? If you're going to just be like, uh, it's five minutes in, I'm bored. I'm going to scroll through Twitter. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> dude that's how you become my enemy like I, I don't deal with this stuff anymore there was almost when i was in la we almost got into a fight with somebody in the theater i, I don't Man. care anymore i'm like yo i'm gonna talk to you i'm not gonna try to be like a dick about it and like maybe you shout throughout the whole theater or something depending on what's going on with the situation but if you're in my proximity and i can go over to you i will be going over to you there is no doubt about that now i will i don't care i've at least cried i've i've destroyed that barrier of just like there's some confidence there now where I'm just like, I will talk to you, especially now because I was a middle school PE teacher. So I have no problem talking <laughs> to you. I'll make you run laps, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the movie, movie, uh, we were still able to fully grasp it at 8.15 in the morning in a big ass yeah. theater uh, on a big ass screen. And no, I think like at the end of the damn. movie, I said to you like i don't i can't remember the last time i've seen a movie that long that kept me completely engrossed and entertained and focused the entire time yeah because i was just like everything that was happening i was fascinated and this is coming off of like for those the like a lot most don't know i used to have like christopher nolan was like my favorite director uh, uh, christopher nolan was my favorite director um, I, I didn't really like branch out and look at all the different directors for film or anything or all the different writers and everything else. And it was pretty much like, oh, it's the Dark Knight trilogy. He also did Interstellar and Inception and Prestige. And I'm like, these yeah, six movies. Like, this guy can't do anything wrong. These are all great. And I watched Insomnia and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that one. And it's like, Man. well, he didn't write it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he didn't write it. That's just like one of those, like, they got him to direct it. And that was kind of I'm like, that's a pass and fine. Uh, but then dunkirk came out and i'm like yo this sucks mm -hmm. this movie's boring i hate this like it it was like okay 
cinematography and sound are amazing. The story and what's going on is just a bunch of British people patting themselves on the backs for running away and like getting a clean getaway. And I'm like, what, what the hell is this? I thought it was going to be about like, it's a war epic. I'm like, where's the war? <laughs> it's just dudes running and hiding and shit. There's no actual fights or anything. And like, uh, the if you wanted it to be a war epic, you could have done it about the French soldiers that stayed behind that allowed them to retreat and run for their lives. So that would have been a more interesting movie, but they, they didn't go that route, unfortunately. And so that movie was like, oh, yo, is this dude not as good as I thought he, as he was? And I didn't really know what to do there. I was like, all right, uh, maybe I should look at other directors. I don't really know because this one was just kind of whatever. And then Tenet, we actually finally saw for the first time because Tenet, I refused to watch. Um, not because quality of the movie, but it came into theaters because no one's like, it needs to be in theaters. And it's like, bro, it's oh, in the middle of COVID yeah. and no one wants to go like watch a movie right in the theater. Started. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to go see this in the theater right now. And yeah. it left theaters and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving Warner Brothers because they put my movie, they put movies out uh, on HBO and I'm going to go to a uh, fucking Universal. And I'm like, all right, he's going to go to Universal, I guess. And so I never watched Tenet. And I was like, I'll wait for it to go back into theater again. And it showed up. What did we watch? At the, at the Alamo, right? I think we saw it at the Alamo, yeah. Yeah, we watched it at the Alamo. And it was good. It was just like confusing as shit. <laughs> it was definitely not one of his higher tiered movies. It's definitely one of his lower tier movies, but entertaining. It was like yeah. easily better than Unkirk. No, no, no doubt about it. But once I was told by... So my friends that had seen it in theaters, they were like, hey, you just got to turn your brain off. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I hate it when they do that. But okay, basically, fine. like my quick review tenant was like, that was interesting, but I have questions. Yeah. And I looked at it and I kept telling him, like, there's no don't don't ask the questions. It's not worth it. Don't even bother. Yeah. There's no point in asking questions because this isn't a movie. It's a stupid movie that acts smart. It's not a smart movie. That's acting pretty stupid. Apt. Yeah, it is a stupid movie acting smart. That is literally Tenet in a nutshell. It's like, yo, that was really smart. No, that was really stupid. It just looked really <laughs> smart. They did it like it was the guy going like, what if I explained to you some complete and total bullshit? But I said it so convincingly that you believed me. That's Tenet. That is pretty yeah. much what Tenet was. <laughs> Why is the bullet going backwards? Oh, he just inverted its momentum. Huh? Or it's inertia. It's like, huh? huh? <laughs> I just, I'm like, oh, it's good. It's like, would you say it's one of your top movies? Fuck no, dude. No, yeah. no it's not. This is definitely not like Prestige. This is not Interstellar. This is not Inception. None of it's none of those. It's it's Tenet. <laughs> but yeah. at least it's not Dunkirk. Um, and then Oppenheimer comes out, and that is what is that? Nolan's longest movie. And I'd be shocked if it wasn't. It was like over three hours long not too many movies get that long yeah uh i can say easily the shots in that movie were phenomenal yeah amazing cinematography in that it was so good like the focus because the, the difference is like let's say with dunkirk it was like they're they're trying to show the spectacle of the field even though it was a bullshit spectacle at the same time it was really whatever um this one was like you're focusing on individuals and just the shots of each individual their emotions and just the angle of the camera and the way they just have it. Some of it, whether it's in color or black and white, just kept you focused. You're not looking away. You're staying focused that whole time on those people. That was amazing. 
the sound itself was great it, it didn't do anything like extracurricular but it you know it did its job where like we know in the sound world it's like oh when people don't notice anything that usually mean they're if they're fully uh like in the world then you know you did a good job because you made it come to life and they're not going like was that a right sound or something like so it did its job yeah. um and then the story so what he lacked in the last couple movies it was a true story but like you know a little bit different because it's they, it's nolan doing his own style of it but it was also apparently this movie was based on a book like a specific oppenheimer like bibli or biography book i believe so yeah i forget who yeah. it was by but um, my dad just read it <laughs> he kept being like did they talk about this in the movie too <laughs> it does a lot and one of the big things i guess that we can say now is um this is the first black and white imax movie made for imax because imax never existed back in black and white i guess so th this was I don't actually know if you really want big... to count the snyder cut black and white uh version but that never actually got to theaters unfortunately yeah no no it's pretty much just, this is the one um that's why it was such a big deal too for like i guess like certain the things he did with the film because even if nolan isn't the best in terms of story just like james cameron isn't the best in terms of story they both are very integral to just the quality of filmmaking uh in the world james cameron and being just pushing boundaries trying new things and the style of filmmaking he does nolan with like imax shoot like literally filming always in imax and just his style as well um they're vastly different but still like pretty much second to none in terms of just quality of the film making um i guess the story it really depends uh the movie itself though i thought it was amazing like easily yeah. said it was really amazing it's hard the reason is because for a movie that's really just majority of the time people talking i've never been so just completely captivated by it compared to like what was it um the irishman you know scorsese's long ass uh, movie yeah. and it's good but i was like fuck please end this movie i don't want to be here anymore well what was interesting about oppenheimer to me was like i assumed based off of like basically all the ads for the uh, and the trailers and stuff that it was going to be mostly focusing on his work on the manhattan project but this movie covered like way more of his life than i thought it was gonna before and it, after yeah like it covered like a little bit of when he was originally in school like in university uh he got to meet Niels Bohr and I was like, holy shit, that guy. <laughs> uh, and then like, uh, yeah, his like early career is like a professor or something like that. And then when he got recruited to the Manhattan Project, like he has a fight to be on the Manhattan Project because apparently his like a lot of the early part of the movie was talking about him and his like they kept trying to phrase it as like he's communist leaning, but it's more just like he has an open mind of like, why would I subscribe to a set? philosophy why wouldn't i just like pick and choose the things that make sense to me so and it's also like he has no problem associating with people that have been known in the yeah. past to be like that which is what was his primary endangerment so i thought it was really interesting that this movie did a very good job of painting a pretty detailed picture about 
not just what Oppenheimer did in his life, but the kind of person he was. So I thought that they did a really good job with that for sure. And then, yeah, like the, I guess the only complaints I might have, if I want to say that this movie felt a little long was like, once they were wrapping up after like the Manhattan project was like done, I was like, Oh, okay. So we, we must be close to the end is there's like an extra hour to the movie. Cause there's like a whole trial thing about like, um, it's like at the end of the movie became about the confirmation hearing to, I forget Robert Downey Jr.'s character's name. It was like, Strauss uh, Louis Strauss. Yeah. Yeah. And that was super interesting because like the whole movie you're like oh he he's a good guy he's a friend he, he's he defend- got yeah he's yeah gonna- he got Oppenheimer his job and then it's like oh no he he was like slighted by him one time and never forgot and like oh my god the payoff at the end of that like confirmation hearing was so satisfying just it it was insane to have a twist where a character is evil because he's petty. Yeah. And it's not expect. You're just like, wait, what? Cause you're like, wait, what? Oh my God. He's not with Oppenheimer. Wait, what? Yeah. This like is the, the reason why. Like the scene when Oppenheimer's wife is like, you guys are idiots. It's obviously Strauss. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Why would he do this? Like, Cause why else would he like she like she figured it out before anyone else and she was basically like you're being complete idiots like I know you don't want to believe that this guy would stoop this low but I'm telling you nothing else makes sense yeah and the whole thing it's like the cast itself is insane it oh it's yeah. an insane cast you have like Cillian Murphy fucking dude when they got Gary Oldman for one scene to play. Like what I keep forgetting which president that was, but I was like, I literally halfway through the scene was like, oh, was it Lyndon B. Johnson? No, it wasn't Lyndon. B. No, it's um, who plays whoever the one that succeeds? Uh, yeah, the one that actually drops the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, uh, or makes holy the order. Crap, how did I forget his name? Yeah, I'm so terrible with, with names and like history and I'm stuff like, like that. I am so. mixed up. I'm like, which president was the one that was vice president and had to take over because someone died? And I'm like. Let's see. No, that was the yeah. Vietnam era one for JFK. That's Lyndon mm. Johnson. Um, yeah, I literally like halfway through the scene was like, holy shit, that's, is that Gary Oldman? <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, when you're like looking through the credits, you saw Gary Oldman's name. And you were like, holy shit, Gary, that was Gary Oldman. I'm having so much trouble. Yeah. Finding. He, he's not even at the top of the thing. He's like all the way below. I can't find yeah. him. <laughs> they had like Florence Pugh was like one lover he had one time. Truman. Son of a bitch. Truman, yeah. Yeah, but he plays Truman. Um, it's got Emily Blunt as the wife, as uh, Kitty Oppenheimer, uh, Donnie Jr. in it. Matt Damon is in it, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it's got Jack Quaid. It's got, it's got Josh Peck. When you're like, wait, what? Yeah, dude, this, like, this movie was stacked with talent. It's it's insane. How many? Oh, Alden Emmerich? was in there uh and he, he was he he did a great job too because he's um strauss's like aid for a lot of it if i recall yeah and he's just like flabbergasted when he finds strauss out that strauss was, was like yeah when strauss when he found out that strauss was like hiding shit from him and like was like, orchestrating shit the whole time and he's like 
You've been lying to me this whole time? Why? I'm just in here to help you. He was literally just so like, he was basically, uh, freaking Emmerich is literally the audience, practically. They're just yeah. they're like, what are you doing? And then like at the end, it's like, did you ever consider it wasn't even about you? It's yeah. like his whole conversation with Einstein and stuff. Yeah, like because the whole thing, Strauss is just like, he turned the scientists against me. He, It's all Oppenheimer's fault. Why like shit didn't work out for me back then? And it's just like, no, you're just an asshole and everyone can pick up on that because you're an asshole. Oh and oh my god the the big uh, the other twist Rami Malek uh, is in it as another scientist but he oh is, god like, that was so good that was what I was talking about the satisfying payoff where like they, he's supposed to be Strauss's like star witness David Hill just, yeah and he's just like no Strauss like did all this shit to slander Oppenheimer like he cr- made this whole like orchestrated like thing just to get back at him because he's petty and he's just like. Oh shit! That's not what he was supposed to say. So good. Uh, also, the the author of the book uh, was K. Bird, Kai Bird, and Martin Sherwin. Apparently, um, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Based on book by yeah, I guess so. I guess they co-wrote the book, and then pretty much Nolan wrote and directed himself uh, this movie, yeah. uh, which is which you know tells you it's another Nolan. It's a Nolan film, just yeah, like something most he others. cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I guess looking at it in like the act structure of the before, the during and the after. Uh the before, you know, it's like you don't really think everything is going to take as long as it does. Like I'm not going to lie, there are times where like once the bomb drops, I'm like, "Oh, so it's probably going to end soon, right?" Yeah. And it's like, "You fool. It's this is like Return of the King. Remember there's four endings and also we're not at the ending yet." I'm like, oh my god but they explain so much because then you get into like yeah everything that happens after you get into the comic like it comes full circle because it goes from just like they're doing the i guess like act one and act two you are getting two different like timelines you're getting the this is what's happening before they create the nuke this is what's happening when they're creating the nuke and during both of those, at each of those, like, acts, they have the present day kind of trial that's going on. And once you get to act three, it pretty much, like, leads into the trial and then becomes just the trial. Because now it's, like, finally gone on to, like, the present day kind of thing for them. Not for, it's not our present day. Yeah. Everyone's dead. But, uh they get through all of that and then eventually like end it. But the act one is really interesting because you don't really expect that much to be explained to us. Like we, all we knew was we're going to learn about the bomb and they go through all this other stuff of like, Hey, this is how this works with science. And these are the breakthroughs we're making with science at our universities and everything else and all the dinner parties and the stuff with Florence Pugh and whatnot, which I'm just like, holy shit, Florence, <laughs> like, Flor- I keep forgetting that she's like, it's, I keep forgetting that yeah. that's her. I'm like, that, dude, that's Florence Pugh. That's kind of crazy. Like, holy shit. Considering like all the other movies I've seen her in recently. And like uh, at the time in the beginning of the movie, I was like, man, they're spending a lot of time on the, his like going to communist party parties and stuff like that. 
And then it like it kind of comes back later because like that was like one of the main reasons for why they revoked his security clearance, which was like important for Strauss's plan later on was like, oh, you know, we're in the time where like no one likes communists, like the Red Scare. So like he's a communist, can't trust him. So like, I don't know, it was cool that like as long as it took to get to its point, it all like was for a purpose. Yeah. It was hard to remember every single person coming into the movie because there's so many. It's like a revolving door of the cast because you you get the build up this of the science team over time. You get like all the non-scientists, more like communist people at the same time. You get the political people as well, the military people. So you're getting all these different factions and only some of them like kind of are in two circles like you might have a communist scientist or like a military scientist or things like that and so it gets kind of crazy in terms of trying to keep track of every single person that's there the best way we were able to do it at least for me was only because i'd be like i already knew who this person i knew who the actor was already there was well-known actor that i'm like oh shit it's that person so if i saw them again i'd be like oh there you go but like there were some where it was just like shit because wasn't one of them Chevalier, right? Wasn't that the one that was like the communist? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like him was one I had to learn on my own because I'm like, I don't really, I know that actor, but not as, I mean, he's not, I'm like, you know, it's not like Jack Quaid or Josh Peck where I'm like, Josh Peck, Drake Josh, Josh is making the fucking nuke. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really like, I, I wanted, um, when you're seeing Josh Peck make the nuke, I just wanted at the end, like when they drop the nuke and be like, we did it. Hug me, brother. And I'm be like, oh boy, it's Drake and Josh. But it's like, no, dude, it's just Josh Peck in a fucking nuclear movie. And it's so rare. I feel like it's so rare to see him in movies at the same time. I mean, obviously Drake isn't in anything anymore, but it's like, oh, there's Josh. Holy shit. He's in this movie. I didn't expect this. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then act two, like, does a good job of just getting into we're in wartime here's where we're setting up we're in this like our desert base pretty much in like new mexico i think right were they in new mexico yeah it was new mexico yeah and you know they're doing the testing there and everything else and it's the funniest thing of just you know this is the first time anyone's made a nuclear bomb and tested it so having them go like you know there's a low percent chance a very very low percent chance we could destroy the world and they're like wait what and it's like yeah, yeah but it probably won't like, happen what do you what do you mean oh it was like they were taking bets on stuff and one of the side bets was like atmospheric ignition and he's like yeah what was that about like oh there's a there's a small chance that the reaction might not stop and we might detonate the atmosphere and set the entire world on fire and he's like how small a chance like almost zero like uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather it just be zero. I'd just be like, bro, we're like next to this thing right now. Like, what the? F- yeah. <laughs> that would be, dude. They had to like, just the. I think the hardest part, not even. I mean, obviously, making the bomb is insane, but also projecting the expectation of the blast radius. Yeah. And making sure everyone's like at a safe distance. It's like, dude are we at a safe distance and it, you know they they I love like the one dude mostly yeah. but they weren't also because we know the whole history of hey yo i was a soldier at the nuclear testing here it's like no way i have cancer and it's like yeah. oh no way i <laughs> how'd that happen well i love like one of the scientists like the dude who's uh 
it was like, hey, we shouldn't be making a fission bomb. We should be making a fusion bomb, which we eventually did. Uh, but like he was straight up like slathering sunscreen on himself at night because he knew the bomb was going to be like releasing radiation. Uh, you guys think I look like an idiot, but in the long run, I'm going to be the smart one. Uh, God, I, the, some of the scientists are just funny. Like, it was fun watching their reactions and how someone just walk out. They'd be like, I'm done. I'd be like, hey, don't come, come back. Like, this yeah. is a fucking idiot. Just stay with me. Um, it, a lot of just the small scientist talk was incredibly engaging. Just, like, listening to it. Because it felt like it was real. You're like, oh, my God, I can't. Like, they're doing such a good job of convincing you this is how it all went down. Like, I haven't seen anything this good in a long time that, like, does that. That's just, like, based on the historical event, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so it was just, like, damn, they fucking, yeah. they did it's it. It's just so fascinating that they literally built a town in the middle of nowhere just to do this. And then they, it's, like, a fully functioning town. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they, they're, like, oh my god the bombs dropped we did it everyone's like woo and you're just like what's next fuck <laughs> because you really this is coming like you know when you're a kid you don't think too much of it until they show you pictures i feel like and i don't even feel like they do that in school really or at least i don't remember them doing that for us no i think that'd be a bit horrific to show kids <laughs> yeah like you, you learn it on your own i feel like or you see it in college or something i'm not too sure maybe high school depending on the high school but i really don't remember i don't like think the gist i remember it. as a kid like the most i remember about learning about like dropping nuclear bombs on japan or like to finish world war ii is literally just like and then we dropped two bombs and then japan surrendered a few days later and it's like they kind of gloss over how like why they would be so quick to uh surrender after seeing the absolute devastation that two bombs could do yeah and they were like, they were gonna send the third to Tokyo, and it was like uh, yeah, the what was it? We basically made it seem like we we could keep going, and the general's just like yeah, fuck it, keep going, <laughs> and, and the emperor's like no, don't do it, please, we're done, we quit. Uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I, I think that's how it went. Like general he, uh, general um, Tojo uh, was straight up just like fuck it until the last man standing, and then like Emperor Hirohito is just like nah yeah but because i guess they, i think like one i think tojo had actually like more power than he was supposed to i'm not really that that's a whole another ballpark but um it reminded me of like i'm more recently i guess like last october around that time watched um the terror season two which was like the japanese internment camps and there's a scene in it which has um what's his name holy shit george takei george takei yeah and Dude, that scene is chilling yeah he has a dream he's like in bed and he, ha he sees a friend of his he hasn't seen since he left japan it's like his friend is in japan he's like oh yeah, yeah like I a childhood friend yeah and he's like oh yeah you know my, i had a full family and did all this stuff like i actually had a good life for the most part and like was successful and he's like what are you doing here and he's he's like uh what, what's going on like why are you here and he's like oh i'm you know i'm crossing over and he's like what who's that with you and he's like oh my whole family and you see like yeah his entire family is behind him and it's so like talking about it now like yeah that gives me chills because it's like holy shit and it's like embarrassing to say that i literally up until that point never really thought like the actual thought that like yeah entire families were wiped out oh, not yeah. just like people but like entire families are just gone 
And before watching Forever. it, like, I've, I've seen photos, I've seen all the stuff of like what it looked like. The whole thing, the reason I knew it especially too is because Godzilla 1954 yeah. is the whole thing about nuclear testing and everything else. And the whole like aftermath of him attacking the city, you see all the people like in the hospitals all fucked up and shit. You're just like, yeah, this is supposed to be like the aftermath of nukes. Like that's the whole point of it. And seeing like that in the terror, like you're like, oh my God, holy shit. And watching an open, watching an Oppenheimer, that thought hits your head because it hits Oppenheimer's head. He's just like, holy shit, what have I done? Yeah, he like they did, I think, a pretty good job of showing like the guilt that he was feeling as he's like trying to give a speech of like, yeah, we did a good job. But all he's thinking is like the horrors that his bombs are going to like cause. It's like I did a thing to beat the the whole like the reason they they don't i guess regret doing what they did is the main idea of we are not letting the germans do it first i think that was where i started getting like that like at some point in the movie i got this depressed like feeling of just like why the fuck are we like this <laughs> like humanity yeah. like why is humanity like this that we are we just we distrust each other so much that we're like we have to make a bigger bomb because they're going to make a big bomb. Yeah. And we can't let them have a big bomb before we have a big bomb. So. And it, it is like, you know, the, you have that with the Germans, right? And then the, yeah. the, you're like, oh, that's the, the thing. Like they, and it's like, cool. Hey, what if the Russians are building it? Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Build the fucking bomb. God damn it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like they were very much like debating or the scientists were like, should we even do this? Because this yeah. is like morally wrong. Like there is no ethical reason why something like this should exist and that was just the the vision bomb not even the the h-bomb and uh, like the the military people were basically like well we're gonna do it anyway because someone's gonna do it it might as well be us first yeah pretty much like the because they already have like a new team like they have some of the scientists from the previous team and they're like we're yeah we're starting the next bomb it's just the idea of like this is inevitable we, we are just hardwired to want to be as secure as possible and that and we see power as a source of security so so we have to do this there is no option b of like why don't we all just get along that's just not in our nature unfortunately yeah and it's just like as brutal and you know as horrid as war can be it's just like at least it's more controlled like it's not like yeah one little thing flies through the air and goes splat you're all gone um like to be able to wipe out entire cities at once is like that should be unthinkable yeah for most people which you know like the whole point now is everyone's like yo you can't use your bombs and everything else and yeah every now and again there might be a small amount that get like taken off the rotation and like disposed of and i don't think they make any more the whole thing is like no one's allowed to make any more yeah. Um, but there's still way too many from everyone that yeah, has Yeah, like, we could literally, like, I think the U.S. or Russia alone could just, like, completely decimate the Earth entirely with, like, not even all of our nukes. Yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> not even close. at the same time, too, you're just kind of like, but why, how would they do that? And it's like, yeah, you know, so us and Russia started fighting, and we shot at each other, and we went, like... Well, besides hitting Russia, we should also just, you know, fuck it. Just hit Africa, hit Australia, hit, like, all these other neutral countries that are like, wait, why are we getting hit? We didn't even do anything. We're not even on your side. Fair is fair. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, wait, holy uh, shit. And the other thing being like, um, what was I just thinking of? I had it in my head and I just lost it. Holy crap. Um, was it related to like, we're just hardwired to build bigger weapons? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah now I got it. Um, it, It's like, well, shit, we, we need fucking Cobra. We need Cobra to come in and, and yeah. fix the day. I, I don't know if anyone's seen the stupid movie gi joe retaliation where they just like look it's the rock he's fucking whoever the fuck he is the rock and in it uh what's his face like um not zemo uh zardon or something i forget the the dude that can like change faces and stuff he's disguised as the president and he assembles like all the leading world powers all the, all the ones that have nukes and he goes like Hey, everybody. I'm forcing all of your hands. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, I've assembled all the world leaders here to launch my nukes. And he just launches all the U.S. nukes because they all think he's the U.S. president. And they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, so he tricked them. But they all he does launch them because the. Wait, how did he have access? Because they think he's the president. He kidnapped the original president and replaced him with himself. Oh, because okay. he looks, he disguised himself as the president. So like he's been the president the whole time. That's so weird. And they don't realize that he's the, he's not, he's fake. He's part of Cobra. And so he launches all the U.S. nukes, every single one of them. And then all the other countries are like, fuck, launch the nukes. So everyone launches all their nukes and he goes like, ha ha ha. And then like the Cobra satellite or some shit takes out all the nukes while they're like, in orbit or whatever like when they're like all in the highest point they could be and he goes like now cobra's got like the the one weapon or whatever and cobra's in charge and i kind of thought about it and i'm like wait That's so actually... cobra denuclearized the world yes so they're the good guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was literally like wait this is a good thing i'm like cobra you know the cobra world order did something fuck it you know what cobra dude like, that would be fuck. such a funny like what if that was a gi joe movie where cobra did that and then everyone's like wait has gi joe been stopping cobra from saving the world is gi joe the bad people it, it really was i was like you know what fuck, i wish there was a real life cobra that just did that and then they like they're all just gone it's like the nukes are gone it's like now what and it's like i don't know fucking like don't be an asshole that's what i guess i don't know like, Not to keep going on tangents, but I love that. Like, I think what was it Superman four where he just like convinces everyone in the world to give him their nukes and he just throws them into the sun. I think that's the one called a quest for peace or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but that's yeah. how nuclear man got made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. It's a depressing, but great movie. Yeah. It's so good. in like I said, just all the interactions are amazing. Robert Downey Jr. is for sure getting Best Supporting Actor. He can't not get a Best Supporting Actor for that. Yeah. Celine Murphy deserves an Oscar for that for Best Actor. Oh, absolutely. Um, did like everyone in that movie did like an award-winning performance in my I opinion. wouldn't be surprised if there were two people nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but it's yeah. hard for Best Supporting Actress. I'm like, would it go to Emily Blunt or Florence P- Would they both be nominated? Yeah, because Florence Pugh, like her, her, like her role wasn't as much of the movie as emily blunt but like it's very there. it was a pretty important role and she did when she was she there, acted she was the present. shit out of it yeah 
So I wouldn't be shocked if both of them got nominated for Best Actress. Um, th this movie is going to probably be the most nominated movie of the year. Uh, I can absolutely see that for sure. Everything from actor, director, screenplay. Cinematography. It's cinematography, like sound, everything. It is literally going to be in every single category, maybe just not music. It might still be music because I think Hans Zimmer still did the music too. Um, maybe. I'd have, have to look it up. Uh, I could look it up right now. One second. Composer. I was wrong. Ludwig Goransson. That's like the first non-Hans Zimmer. Hmm, okay. Wait. Yo, that's the Mandalorian guy. He did the Mandalorian oh. soundtrack. <laughs> Yo, nominate him for music too. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Oh, he did Tenet. Wait. How many movies hmm. did Zimmer not do then? Holy crap. Oh, I think Zimmer probably just switched up because he was doing, he was too busy with all the DC movies. Mm. Yeah, that makes more sense, actually. Yo, you know, I get it. Yo, I, I wouldn't do this. I'd do BVS instead anyway, too, just to get the Wonder Woman sound. To, to be the guy that get be like, I created the Wonder Woman soundtrack and I yeah. created the Man of Steel soundtrack, which are like two of the best superhero soundtracks now of all time. So, or like, uh, every once in a while, the Wonder Woman, like, guitar riff just like, pops into my head and i'm just like god damn that song is fucking good yeah so i think that movie is probably honestly my top film of the year so far um, probably same for me i can't like it's hard because some people could say it might be pretentious or something but i honestly think it was pretty like they put the work in for this movie yeah they really did so one thing that i thought was super funny was like literally i think it was like eight months before this movie even came out there we were going to the the metreon to see some other movie i forget what it was but like they already had an oppenheimer like ad like, oh, a, like a year a before it even came out yeah yeah it had like a cardboard ad on it with like a countdown clock which like i guess that's also what led into my belief that the movie was going to be mostly about the atomic bomb test because like it, it was a literal 24 hour like the whole movie is just the countdown yeah, but it was counting down for like nine months or something like that and i was like are they gonna keep this shit up for like eight or nine months however long this timer it was I'm like there's no way this movie is worth that much hype that they take up this much space for the majority of a year for like a single ad i was wrong that movie was absolutely worth that type yes it very much was yeah uh, i'll probably even buy this movie honestly it was that good um i don't even know yeah i don't buy too many I'm physical buy it and movies be like wait am i gonna watch this Probably <laughs> not that many times that's the thing i don't <laughs> but buy I too many physical enough movies. that i should have it i guess but this is like one of the few that I might like actually bother to get like the 4K Ultra Blu-ray or whatever because it's yeah. like actually worth it. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I can does... only imagine the. I would get it just for the special features at the end where they explain how the fuck they practically did a nuclear explosion. Yeah, because now Cause I'm supposedly like... that wasn't CG. Mm, okay. Yeah, because now I'm like, what's the, what's up next, Christopher? Like, what's the, what's your next thing? Um. Wait, what? Yeah, I love that, like, people were joking on Twitter of, like, because Barbie started doing uh, viral marketing of, like, oh, they set up an actual Barbie Malibu dream house in Malibu or whatever, and you can rent it as an Airbnb, and what's Oppenheimer going to do? And the implication being, like, they're going to just start setting off nukes. <laughs> uh. So... Um, there's going to be a Memento remake that he's writing? interesting no okay i don't know if that's his next movie but okay hmm. we'll see yeah i don't know about that um 
the other thing being like i guess like the the thing that kind of really does scare you as a person in the real world is you know you get through all of that you go through just the build-up of this is hap like they're doing it they're gonna something's gonna come out of the just watching him in his early life too it's insane watching the production of the bomb and it's it's incredible at ending into like the whole here's the trial this is why usually a lot of the times america's pretty evil with its own shit even with its own people uh it's like they didn't learn from the puritans and how stupid and um inferior they were in their thoughts and ideals and we do the same thing and in becoming inferior and stupid again with being like, oh, it's the Red Scare, gotta fucking tell your neighbor he's a communist and get him fired from his job and blacklisted, blah, 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 blah. And it's so stupid how people were. They they were stupid. If you're still alive and you did that, you were yeah. stupid. Um, and now, like, you get through all of that. You, you get through, like, the twists and turns, everything with Alden Emmerich and Robert Downey Jr. and all their stuff. And it goes to the end with like his talk with Einstein again. And it's that whole of just like, I think we've destroyed the world kind of thing. And it yeah. just has like that shot of all the nukes going into the sky. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> and it, it's so, it is incredibly demoralizing. Like that's why people would say they left the theater just like fucked up. And it wasn't like, I could see some people from just knowing the whole bombing of japan <clears throat> and feeling like oppenheimer's pain i could see some people from all the red scare bullshit that goes on and it's like those two are pretty prominent but definitely the majority of people if not like anyone that felt like just like i'm you know that that fucked me up a bit was definitely just seeing those nukes in the air and thinking about now like oh hey you know aren't russians in the u.s and china always just kind of like all the time yeah. and you're just like, like every time putin's not, like you know, we might use tactical nukes in Ukraine. You know, we're, th we're thinking about it. It's like, please, please don't. Don't do that. Just no, don't. Just don't. Please. Can we not? Can we avoid this? Like, or at least wait until I move out of like a, a major city or something and yeah. go into the woods. Like, can we, let's just avoid all of this, please. Thank you. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was very unsettling. And they do such a good job of making it unsettling because a lot of the times, you know, maybe there's a thing in the movie where, uh, as an example, I think like, what was it? Black Klansman uh the uh spike lee joint uh yeah. it goes through the whole like you know it's the black cop who's disguised himself somehow via audio like like tricking the kkk into like getting a cop undercover in there and all this stuff and it's like oh you know we can all get along cops and uh black people and stuff and you're just like ah you know that was kind of a far-fetched message but okay and it's very much just like okay that was an interesting movie and then it goes like here's real footage from a thing of a guy running people over in a car to protest and you're like what the fuck yeah and you're like holy what the f where did that even come from what did you pull that out from and they're showing like real footage of like modern day kkk and shit and you're just like jesus christ and you're you're just coming out of it like fuck what where the fuck did what were where at the beginning, we had Alec Baldwin acting like a KKK guy, and it was hilarious. And then you come here, and you're showing us, like, the real stuff at the end. And you're like, the the beginning and the end, just the contrast of reality versus, like... Just feels just, like a slap like, to the face. Yeah, and you're like, god damn. And this is like, yeah, what if we still made it fictional? Or, like, it's basically still within the movie, and it's not real footage. 
but we still scare the shit out of it. It's just as horrifying. Yeah. It's not like the imagery that's scary. It's the concept of just like, we are literally our own worst enemy and we can destroy ourselves. Yeah. We can destroy ourselves at any time. Yeah. So it was crazy, man. It was a very good film though. Uh, I got to say, this is one of his best movies. Um, In terms of like the quality of a film, it's definitely up there in terms of my enjoyment of it. I don't think it's like in my top five at all for his movies because, like I said, there is still the fucking Dark Knight trilogy. There is Inception. Yeah. There is Prestige. There is Interstellar with the current memes that exist Man. for it now. Murph, don't do it, Murph. Don't go back. Don't let me go, Murph. Uh, yeah, every time. Yeah, I'd have to think about it, like where it sits in my uh, Nolan movie like list, I guess. Because, like, yeah, those are also all very good movies but damn oppenheimer was good yeah definitely i I just really want to say really fast that whole like you know when uh mcconaughey is in like that behind the walls thing that Mm -hmm. was there was a funny the most recent one i saw that was hilarious was um you know did you you probably heard i know you don't watch football but aaron Rodgers got like injured yeah within four plays i saw that that was of the game dude that was insane i couldn't even because i was like oh my jets are the number two for me this year like aaron Rodgers is on there it's gonna be fun Jets finally have something good going on. And when, when he gets injured, there's a thing of like Jets fans in the wall, like post game, watching their past selves buy Aaron Rodgers jerseys, knowing right oh. after like four plays, they have to put on the Zach Wilson jerseys again anyway. So there's no point in buying it. So they're trying to stop themselves from buying the Roger jerseys. They're like, no, wait, don't do it. Come back. That's funny. It's so, oh my God. It was. It was so sad that look at all the memes from that day. It Listening to Colin Moriarty talk about that because he's such a huge Jets fan was like hilarious and sad. Dude, I immediately when that happened went on Twitter and the memes that were there already immediately were insane. And the fact that it was on 9-11 did not. I'll just right. say this. Yeah. It didn't help anyone. It didn't yeah. help anyone. But it was. <laughs> there was some crazy it's like it, I agree with Colin that it's like it's almost like cosmic comedy that is just like they finally get a good uh quarterback or whatever and he just like snaps his like leg or what, whatever tendon it was Achilles in like tendon. the first game in the and first he's like, it wasn't even a turnover yet it was in the first four plays of the game damn yeah it was insane and it like happens so bad you could see the moment it happens on film it's it's so Jeez. crazy it's also it's the field's fault like they guys don't use turf yeah. turf is literally not good for players it is literally a hazard anyway all right i think we've said everything we wanted for Oppenheimer. yeah uh, and switching wheels completely to barbie not entirely because like i i thought it was super interesting after watching barbie and how unexpectedly unexpectedly deep it got at certain parts at certain parts that like both of these movies kind of have a theme of like how terrible humanity can be for different reasons. Yeah. Although yeah. it was a very interesting day at the theater. It, it really was. Uh, but I, God, it's, it's one of those. I also okay. love that people are joking, that, sort of joking. That's like the, the category for like best supporting actor might actually come down to like Robert Downey Jr. As Strauss. And like, oh god what the fuck is this ryan gosling ryan gosling is as ken (laughs) i'm like i don't know who i would choose i really don't it's okay 
Also, people are like saying that he should after seeing his get up as like Ken after he gets all like toxic masculinity, like he should play Doflamingo in. Uh, oh my god, he really in he, uh, One Piece. It's perfect how well he would look as Doffy. Yeah, it's insane, and it, it's insane because his voice will be perfect for it too. It really is. It's perfect. It's perfect for Doffy. It is insane how just like, I don't like, know, it'll be like, like season seven or eight. We'll be like, look, it's Ryan Gosling. And we'll be like, fuck, it's season seven or eight of live action One Piece. Yeah. It's been like 12 years, guys. We um, finally got to it. Yeah, we finally got, I don't even, I don't know how they're going to do the whole thing. I'm like, if they get to the, if they get to the time jump, I'll be, I'll be actually shy. I'll be like, they did it. They got to the time jump, guys. Because that's going to be like season five. It's going to take that long. Yeah. Um, but okay. So Barbie. I'll say it right now. It's not my top five for the year. It's not. Um, but it is highly entertaining. It's it's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's very entertaining. Uh, but like for everything it does, I don't think it like surpasses other movies that have come out this year that like just were, I think, all around better put together. I guess is what I'd yeah, say. Yeah, that's fair. I think like some of the things that surprised me the most was like the the attention to detail and thought they put into like little things that like I wouldn't have even thought of. Like, you know, when they said they're making a Barbie movie, it's like, oh, okay, it's just, they're going to have everyone named Barbie and Ken and stuff like that. And they're just going to walk around and just whatever. But they even talked about like, oh, yeah, no, when you're playing with your Barbie to- uh, dolls, you don't like have them like you don't mind them walking out of their do- uh, dollhouse. You, you know, have them hop from the top to the bottom yeah, or whatever. You, li- you, you literally pick them up and put them down. Yeah, and that's so they what, even what, did yeah. that. It was like, that's how Barbie gets out of her house every day. She just, like, floats down to the and ground. Like, do- ah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just like... And, like, even later on when the, the Barbieville gets, like, you know, fucked up and there's, like, that one broken tree and the inside is all, like, pink plastic, like, because it's a, it's a fake tree. Like, it, it was a lot of little touches like that that I thought... You know, even as someone who like had zero interest in Barbie dolls as a kid or whatever, like I still got a lot of like, oh, well, that's really interesting. Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. No, in terms of just using every single old Barbie thing and all the stuff from Mattel, like they did an incredible job. I yeah. think where the film fell short was in its characters, uh, primarily mm. the human ones, just because they don't really i kept thinking there was gonna be more and nothing more was happening with the mother and daughter i think because they they really pitched them as like they're only second to barbie in this story and i guess yeah there's such a big gap between them though in terms of their importance that i'm like oh right they're here like i keep i I literally was like i i really don't know what their the point of them is for a lot of it uh well, they were basically like, like the the instigating reason for why Barbie had to leave Barbie Land was oh, no, yeah. like someone what like someone was playing with a Barbie that was her or whatever and was like her having like a bad emotional state or something like that and that's why her like bad emotions were seeping into Barbie and she was like thinking about death and shit like that. I think it was so, just I was expecting it to be deeper for those characters, but okay. they don't really do that. But I, mean, I also they just understand have, like, the... it's because it's still the movie's about Barbie. Whereas like I, as a as a actual movie that I can say 
could be well related to it um i forget what the movie is called but it has like didn't have tyra banks in it the doll comes to life and becomes like the friend of the girl and she's like holy shit my doll became a person and it's still like primarily about this girl that does sound familiar yeah uh let me look it up because i I know exact people probably know what i'm talking about if they yeah go so for it. it doesn't have anything to do with the story or anything but one of the theories i've heard from my coworkers was that the like the friend click that the uh the daughter had in at school that like totally bitched out barbie when she first showed up they might have actually been a reference to the brats dolls which makes a lot of sense like why they were so like bratty but also oh, i was like but i was also like oh well they're also teenagers the teenagers are generally bratty so yeah <laughs> I did love that scene, though, because it just like, ends with, like, them calling Barbie, a, like, a fascist icon, essentially. And she just, like, goes off and crying, like, she thinks I'm a fascist? It was so You're just like, what's happening yeah. right now? Um, yeah. Maybe it wasn't Tyrant Banks. Wait, who the hell was the model? Uh, nah, I mean, like, the mom did have probably one of the most significant moments in the movie, though, where she just has to explain, like, basically the stresses of what it's like to be a woman in a, in the modern world and how like you basically have to walk this fine tightrope of like you know standing up for yourself but not too much and like you know trying to dress you know so people notice you but not too much because like then you might be slutty or whatever and like it just it, it seems like no one's ever satisfied and nothing's ever good enough and i think like a lot of people can uh, relate to that nowadays which is why I also thought it was nice that like Ken had, <coughs> excuse me, Ken had like kind of a, a similar side story where like all the Kens in Barbie land up and up until Barbie has to leave are basically the second class citizens of that world. Because it's like the only one that matters is Barbie and Ken is just an accessory. And then Ken gets to go to the real world and he finds out like, wait a minute, the men here are the ones that are in charge. This is awesome. And he like... But like I, I like that later on he brought, he had like a moment with Barbie where he's just like, I just wanted to be important. I just wanted to matter because like you never like include me. Like you never, ma- like I never matter to you. It's always like, like what am I without you? And she just is like, well, maybe you got to figure that out. And it's like, that's actually a really important thing that a lot of people should probably like try to do in life is figure out like who you are by yourself yeah it's like really unhealthy to try to like make yourself happy by attaching yourself to someone else like that generally never works out well yeah and it's also like the whole thing of like you know they're all in this place that was created pre it was predestined for all of them to be what they were being so like they have to like get out of those like stereotypes i guess is the word to say for it um whether it I just, being I like, just thought it was really interesting that like both the Kens had like a thing where it's like they have to live up to these expectations that they hate and also women in the real world also have to deal with that so it's like it was interesting that like every it was a cool way of being like everyone ha- can relate to each other on the same levels it's just like you have to see that I guess I don't actually care about men in charge I just wanted this about yeah. the horses <laughs> yeah I thought the horses were just men extenders dude that was the best thing that was the horses i swear um well ken was also the i it okay all right one i found it for some reason it's not on either of the filmographies 
I don't know why, but it's true. I found it. It is Life Size, starring Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks, where Tyra Banks oh. is Lindsay Lohan's doll, and she comes to life, and Lindsay Lohan's like, what the fuck? Dude. And it's the whole thing, because I think, like, her, she's a single parent, like, her, her dad's just a single dad, and it's, like, this whole thing of... Uh, them figuring everything out but the doll is there so the focus is on Lindsay's character is the the daughter and everyone else is kind of more or less surrounding her but they're all having stuff happen as well where i think it's a much more equal ground and i think it's like a disney channel original movie or something whereas barbie i think it's weird comparing this to a fucking disney channel original movie um <laughs> I mean, it's similar. Doll, it is, doll comes to it life. It has a bigger sorta. message easily because of what it does preach, and it does a good job when they do go through the speeches for it. I was very just like, but like uh, in terms of, I think the development of the side characters that weren't Barbie or Ken, I don't think it did as good of a job in terms of like really having them be fleshed out and be out there. Like, yeah, it was like, just kind uh, of like they were just there, and you're like, okay. Um, and then they'll find, they'll say things sometimes, but there was no, it didn't feel like it was going to be deeper, I guess, you know? Like yeah. Like the only one that I can think of from Barbie land that had like a real character besides like Ken, the like prime Ken and Barbie or whatever you want to call them is just like weird Barbie. Cause she just like stood out. Oh yeah. That's pretty good. And, uh, and Alan, cause he's like the only Alan. Yes. It's just like, he has no idea why he's the only one. I, <laughs> I think I wasn't ready for how this movie was going to be when I, cause I was, so I was caught off guard completely when, um, cause you know, they're like, Hey, Alan, and he's like, Hey, and then it's like, just there. And the narr narrator's like, yeah, there's just one Alan. And he's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need this. I don't see the point that you need to like point that out or anything like that. That's not necessary. And it, it helps well, like Michael Sarah, but like the, the thing the, for me, go, yeah, sure. Like, it, like that's another thing they did where they later on they show off like the bunch of like random Barbies like uh, grow up skipper or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, if you like pump her arm up and down, her grow, her boobs grow, and the daughter's just like, why? Why would they do that? Why would they make? That? Oh my god, those the yeah, but <laughs> like um, pregnant pregnant Marge or whatever, and yeah. it's just like, oh, I thought we just continued her. Gosh, she scared the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I did want to get to that, but before that, um. When Ryan Gosling goes to surf and he like hits yeah. the plastic waves and just like flies through the air and just crashes and everyone freaks out. And Alan just like screams like, ah, yeah. <laughs> just his sheer just despair. I wasn't ready for that. So I'm like dying in the theater and I'm like, yo, what is this? What? Like, we're going to get more of this. And it's like, oh, you're going to get more of this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't sure how Ken was going to be like, I've there was small stuff getting leaked online where it's like Ken's quote unquote, the villain sort of. And I'm like, Ken's the villain. How does that even work? I mean, like, I like sort of not, he's also not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, everyone's more or less. Everyone's a victim in the most part. Cause everyone's, yeah. a, it, everyone's a victim of the system. That's, that's really that's the moral the, of yeah, the story. The, the system is the villain. That is the main thing. And once you break through the system, you can be who you can be basically yeah now that this movie got me from the get-go when they were talking about how like yeah barbie was invented in this year or whatever and it taught all the little girls how like that they could be whatever they want to be and it's it solved sexism and i'm like i can't wait to sure see, i can't wait to get there and see how we solved everything for them yeah. it's like 
you didn't do shit. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't ready. No, but dude, I, one, all right, I'll just say this and I have to like go through all my films and top things again. I do really want this in my top movies. It's just in terms of quality, it's hard to put it in there next to certain other movies, but like, it's so good. Like I want to buy this yeah. movie too. I'm going to get this. I'm going to probably buy this movie. Yeah, I'm I, want like, that, I want that Kinoff sweater. It's I am so legitimately ugly, considering so dressing dope. as like that Ken for for Halloween because it's like it wouldn't be too oh, bad. <laughs> the Ken outfit, I, dude. It was weird coming out of that movie because it's like the whole thing is like yo. Know, all right, <laughs> there's so many. Just get a I bunch of watches. <laughs> no, there's so many different like avenues I want to talk about. But I guess one example is um, when we went to Alamo to see something. I think it was when to see Tenet, and Barbie was just about to come out or just came out. And we're going through in their gift shop. Usually, Alamo is a really dope gift shop. It has stuff from like Mondo and everything else. Yeah. When we went through, it was just a bunch of Barbie dolls. And I'm like, what the? F like, we're this theater mainly has adults. Like, you don't have enough kids to sell these Barbie dolls. And I'm like, do they really think? And I think about it. And I'm like, yo, both women and men are going to come out of this with major FOMO. And just want to buy a Barbie doll just to buy it and probably not that. even do throw it somewhere and never pick it up again. But they're going to have Make that, your own weird Barbie. They're going to have that instant capitalism need to grab and buy because I just watched this. I'm getting that nostalgia. I'm getting that FOMO. I need to buy that. And I'm like, that's so smart. Holy crap. It's going to work. I bet it, it probably yeah. did. Like it, it was insane. I'm like, because I mean, after it, I was like. I don't, I mean, I didn't want to be like, I'm going to go buy a Barbie doll and stuff. How was that? Yeah. I had two older sisters when I was a little kid. I like took off. All, I forget why. I remember messing with the dolls to take out their clothes. And they're like, why do you take out the clothes? I'm like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I would have considered it if they had actually released some of the like random ones that they showed off throughout the movie whenever something like weird was happening, it, like in Barbie land. And it's just like, here's Ken with his like fur coat and everything. And it's just like, like if they actually turned it into a real doll, like with, cause it's just. If, it, okay, if they do that, Ken, I will happens. buy that Ken. I will buy the Ken yeah. with like the open shirt, fur coat yeah. type thing. But I will say, like uh, to what you were saying before, like utilizing in such a good way the discontinued dolls was so genius. And the will, the Will Ferrell reaction to just I thought we discontinued her, yeah, <laughs> was so golden. And the fact that even Will Ferrell, who's like the CEO, the Mattel CEO. And he's, he's just like, like, I don't want to be in charge. I hate it. It's so, it's so stressful. It's so, it's, he hates all of it, but also he's not like this dude you're thinking is like super sexist. He's literally like, we have to stop them. Why? Because it's upsetting the balance. That's yeah. why it's like the whole thing of it. And we can't let they, it interrupt our business. Yeah. And when he goes and like, they get there and they're like listening to the whole thing. They're like, oh my God, this is so nice and stuff. And then they're like, oh, you met the, uh, it's like, yeah, I saw the original creator of Barbie. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a ghost. <laughs> She's on yeah, the She just lives on the 15th floor. floor. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a ghost. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what, the, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's so insane the way everything uh, goes. But yeah, like, and then like the weird dudes that are like, I think there were Ken's or there were other dolls of like those weird looking guys um, besides Alan. But also the fact that Alan knows karate was also hilarious. Yeah. Um, because I remember one of my friends, she saw it before me and I'm like, because I'm thinking, because, you know, this is a very female heavy movie. And I'm like, yo, who's your favorite character? And she's like, Alan. 
And I'm yeah. like, who's Alan? And she's like, you'll see. And I'm like, okay. And I watched it. I'm like, fucking Alan, you guys. But it it was a thing. And I, I don't know if it says, like, what kind of person I am. I really don't know. But maybe it's just because I loved him. But I'm like, it's like, yo, who's your favorite character? I'm like, dude, Ken. I loved Ken. Ken was the best character in that film yeah like, it's like just... ryan ryan uh, ryan gosling looked like he was having so much fun being like an absolute idiot <laughs> and just he's so happy smiling every time they get arrested and yeah. his outfits he's just <laughs> he's like hey barbie and he's like hey Ken. and he's just every every moment with him i'm just like i i love i've said it before i'm like before this i'm like ryan gosling is one of my top favorite actors like i love this guy he's great and usually anything you put him into whether it's driving he's like hey kid want a toothpick or like freaking uh what is it uh good guys with him and russell crowe and he's like getting his arm broken in the bathroom he's like no wait no 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 it's like everything he does is just splendid and watching him in this being ken and changing his outfits nonstop and loving horses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the horses is so stupid. But I, I was like, horses are kind of cool. But, like, I mean, if it was me, I'd just be like, yo, tigers and gators, man. But, like, uh, I legitimately want to cosplay Ken. Um, I'm, I want to do the, when he's, the, the Ken Civil War. Oh, the God, he has yeah. with, like, the black open shirt. Dude it's so good it's so freaking good that that out it's so perfect i'm like dude this is great this is so i i want it it's it's horrible but it's great it's so it's perfect it is everything i'd ever want i think like the only like i mean the casting for this entire movie was great but it was just like Kristen wig as weird barbie was so perfect too just for the moment where like the mom shows up was like hey i had a weird barbie too he's like yeah you did (laughs) yeah it was like this is probably her she probably did this to her um and i love that like she's like i don't want to be like you uh no offense and she's just like no "No, it's fine um but margot robbie herself did a great job she oh phenomenal just being like having to be plain for half of the movie of just like being i don't i guess you'd say generic which the whole thing with her is like yeah she's literally just like basic barbie or whatever they called her and it was just fun seeing that and i thought it was stupid you're like are you ready for this yeah i'm like oh she got her first job all right it's your gynecologist appointment yeah that was so fucking funny fuck i was like (laughs) huh yeah if she is human now i guess that would be something she'd have to think about go check that out huh it's like uh, make sure everything's working and healthy down there but dude that was oh my god that was so funny um that was that, like well, what a line for to end the movie on you don't expect it you're just like huh what do you mean uh, but i don't know it's like there's not as much to say about this movie as like oppenheimer but you yeah know, I mean, it's not you get like the mood that you get from it and it it just works yeah like it's not as existentially deep as like you know, humanity is hardwired to potentially destroy itself, but it's still got like surprisingly deep moments. Like everyone nowadays just kind of feels trapped by like the the demands of society and like no one is happy and everyone wants to be someone else and stuff like that. And like, having like, what would you like predetermined routes or like predetermined yeah, lives they have to live? Like, like, do you live by the like the things that are expected of you or do you try to break out and do the things that you 
would enjoy doing. You yeah. Know? So, you know, up and number as the grad, like the more, I guess, like bigger picture of it's definitely got more gravitas to it for sure it has the you know humanity needs to not want to destroy itself and barbie's like be better to each other and also and to yourself choose yeah be better to yourself and be who you want to be uh as well as you know just don't be (laughs) don't be just don't be a dick (laughs) yeah don't be a piece of shit yeah (laughs) just you can be enough be enough for yourself yeah i can't would I be bad if I actually got that hoodie? It's, oh, I want that hoodie so bad. Challenge. It looks great. It's, it's, it's like it's, rainbow. It's it looks soft. It looks so soft. And it's like, uh, it's a thing where I feel like all this Ken stuff that like, you know, now guys want to wear. That's another like boundary breaker. You know, it's like yeah. guys don't associate with pink and all this stuff. And you're just like, I'm going to go wear this like fluffy whatever and be like, ooh, it's nice. Like, yeah. Imagine walking I, into work with that on and you're just like, yeah, that's right. I did it. I just love that it, like, just the screenshots of Barbie and Ken's, like, mug shots became such a meme. And it's, like, still a thing of just, like, Barbie being all worried and Ken's, like, having so much fun. Uh, And the cops are being, like, oh, you know, whatever, something said. They're being, like, also just, like, literal pigs, like, talking to her the way they're, like, looking at her and stuff or something. I forget what it was. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I forget what they said, but they literally said something that made me go, like, uh. Yeah. It's a, you know, but uh, the guy that literally smacked her ass should have been um, also arrested for. Her. Dude, yeah. Well, I love her like immediate gut reaction is just whip around and punch him in the that face, and Ken's reaction Ken. is just scream. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. Perfection. Holy yeah. Oh god. Like I gotta, I, gotta, a... I really do talking about it now. I'm like, I gotta reassess my top five order. Maybe this movie should yeah. be in my top five. I actually. Should. No, that like that's the thing. Is like it was it's hard, such a. We have, this is okay. Sorry, sorry. This is the year we have Spider-Man animated movie. We have TMNT animated movie. We have the Super Mario animated movie. We have Creed 3. We have Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like, there's so good, much other... It's been a good year so far. Yeah. Like, let me look at my top five lists that I had already. Because that'll that'll kind of tell me what was yeah, going it was, on. I'm so glad that these two movies came out at the same time. And, um, like, it became such a cultural phenomenon to do... Like, to watch, like, a double feature of them. Because it's, like, they're both tonally so different that it's like a like i enjoyed them both so much and it was it was probably a good idea that we like ended with barbie because we kind of had we're like that was so fun it was great and we didn't end with like fuck humanity is terrible yeah don't don't do the other way don't start with barbie and go to uh, Oppenheimer. that's that's like pain that's like basically saying i'm shoving the shit back on my ass yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go with that i'm sticking with that i'm gonna die on that hill uh but actually all those movies i named aren't even my top five they couldn't even make it into my top five except for spider-man barely made it spider-man's at number five right now for me are you holding out for dune 2 i'm kidding (laughs) that doesn't even come out till next year i don't even i know you don't give a shit i don't give a fuck about that movie um no but uh but yeah, timothy I, chalamet i want to watch a bunch more fake sand that was so expensive to make i'm so glad you guys made your fake sand um but no uh evil dead rise john wick chapter four suzumi like one of them is an anime movie and it was actually phenomenal i don't know why i just loved it i was like this, this is amazing and it's like why i'm like i don't, I don't know it's just yeah. it's so good like dude i couldn't pat i couldn't put super mario on there i couldn't put tmnt on there i couldn't i had to take off yeah, three, like, three i had to take out i couldn't put on fast x like it's like i want to put barbie on but it's like yeah. as iconic as barbie is it's like does it get to evil dead rise and john mcfour 
does it pass yeah. like it doesn't for me i don't think but does it pass spider-verse i'm like i don't know does it pass spider-verse that's a tough that's a tough one yeah man this that's is so like, sad because it's like it's such year. a good like barbie is such a good movie but yeah like those other movies there's like i mean the mario movie i liked but i don't think i'd put it in my top five it yeah was just, it was fun but not amazing yeah so there you go actually yeah. maybe instead of spider-man 2 we just we save that for side play and just do our final episode as our top fives of the year or something i don't even know that yeah, we could just that probably do that we could do that yeah and then side plays like we did spider-man 2 oh actually yeah, yeah no that works that works a lot better now i think about it there you go um we'll talk about the games in there before we actually talk about the full games in there it'll be hilarious um but yeah i think that's everything and i'm kind of glad i didn't want us to go too I'm, I'm glad we only got what we got in, into this conversation yeah, because otherwise it would be very long and insane and we actually made a very good time in this including like the intro and stuff since the, yeah even the intro was like 20 minutes long so we actually made pretty good time yeah um seeing as we covered like two of the biggest movies of the year in one episode pretty much yeah uh two of the highest grossing movies it's insane it, you know what's funny is one last thing is you know the whole thing of nolan leaving wb and going to Universal for this movie. And then he has to compete against the other WB movie. And it's just Barbie. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and Barbie probably outgrossed Oppenheimer by a lot. I think it did. Yeah. I don't know. So it's I'd have it's to just kind it of... I mean, they both were amazing in their own ways. And it's like... Hard, I could like, see why Barbie would make more money. Because it's like literally a much shorter movie. And I could see people being more willing to see that multiple times. Whereas Oppenheimer's like, that's a commitment. That's like half your day right there. Yeah. Unless you so, see it at 8 in the morning like we did. Yeah, just yeah, I just watch it at 8.15 next to a guy that ter- takes out his phone and is shaking his leg like he has to piss himself. I was also joking that like the, the person next to me like reeked of cigarettes. So the entire movie, when everyone's smoking, like, it's like smell-o-vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic. But... Yeah. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, next time, I think I guess we'll do Witcher next, or do we want to do Witcher or Ahsoka? I want to say Witcher just so I'm more because it also came out sooner. To watch that shit, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll do Ahsoka after, and then I guess yeah, top five, whatever. But like we said, if we can this month, we'll try to do the Witcher. Um, I, yeah. at the latest, it'll be in like the first half of November, probably. Uh, at the soonest, it'll be like October like between october 17th through like october 22nd or something it'll be around that area um so we'll see what happens yeah otherwise uh thank you for coming back to hear us when we have been gone for so long and like we said whole plan show ends at 200 but the plan is to have three new shows at the start of 2024 suture side watch for game uh for film and television uh, Suture Side Play for games and the Cut of Steel for DC content, which already we have episodes lined up to record because they're, I mean, I'm not sure when, but it's basically all those DCU movies we still haven't even talked about yet. Like the, our first episode that'll be new that we'll do that won't be like one of the ones we've re releasing will probably be like um, Birds of Prey, I think. Um, and we'll like get to where we are now with like Blue Beetle or probably, I guess we'll get to where we are with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom or and stuff. Uh, I keep forgetting that's not even out yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, for those that don't know, Blue Beetle, actually really good. Yeah, I liked man, it a lot. It was it. it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, if you didn't get to see it, if it's still in theaters, go see it if you can. It is actually worth watching, especially if you are of Hispanic descent or 
uh, Latino, like basically Latino, Latina background and stuff. Um, it is incredibly better than I expected. Um, yeah. It's not amazing, but it's just, it's a very enjoyable time that I was not expecting compared to like, you know, seeing The Flash and I still haven't actually, I haven't seen Shazam too yet. I still haven't watched Fury of the Gods. I, I just haven't done it. Uh, but yeah, next episode, Witcher. Uh, we'll talk about three different Witcher things. Witcher 3 will probably be the longest conversation because we're going to talk about Henry Cavill and all this stuff about that and if we're even going to bother watching Witcher 4 and stuff. But yeah, thank you guys for joining us again. And hopefully if we do a Patreon, you guys may want to fork up a little bit of money. It's not that much, but yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, until next time, guys. So long. Thanks for listening.